Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, it is March the 15th, and we are going to do a uh, presentation the next few days on mm-hmm. our podcast, mm-hmm. which is what all of you guys are listening to. Oh, by the way, welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast real estate agents in at least the United States. And one of the things, uh, we are doing a clubhouse every morning. Uh, I don't want to talk any more about clubhouse today, but we're uh, doing these clubhouse uh, masterminds every morning. They usually last about 90 minutes. And one of the recurring themes that we keep hearing is agents. Is that you or me? Which just beeped. Okay. One of the th- recurring themes that we just hear is that the agents are experiencing, some of the agents are experiencing lots of procrastination and consternation because they're introverts. And um, you guys will be happy to know that introversion is not a death sentence. It is not. Yeah. It is curable. It is curable. Or at least it's something treatable. that it's treatable. Well, and you're, and Julie's a very much analytical, very, very much an introvert. Well, we're both introverts. You might find that hard to believe, but it's true. But Julie is a double whammy. She's an introverted, um, you know, introverted, uh, analytical type person. And, and that's something that yeah. I think, and she became a very successful salesperson. So using Julie as your guide, we're going to go through some specific points that you guys should be taking into consideration if you're an introvert. Now, this information is also valuable if you're working with an introvert, married to an introvert, have a child who's an introvert. You know, I'll start out by saying uh, a lot of this stuff and a lot of your uh, – as you, as you stay in real estate longer, you're going to be – at some point, um, you're going to run across DISC personality tests. And we always like to make sure that everyone's clear that those are pseudoscience. It's not real science. And it, there is value in the DISC stuff. There's no doubt that it's it's interesting, causes you to be introspective, but in no way is it scientific or really even factual. So um, the reason I bring this up is because so often we hear, um, on, just everywhere, all the ways we uh, communicate with you guys, we'll hear an analytical person who is trying to write themselves off because they're analytical and introverted because they took some DISC test and the DISC test uh, did not have a possible sales career or something that they could do. And that's one of those things that's always made me a little bit uh, nauseous because it's such bullshit. You can be successful no matter what your personality style is because the personality styles themselves are pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is a nice, clean way of saying fake. So just remember, if you're an analytical, introverted type person and you've got yourself halfway convinced that you're going to fail in a sales career because of the fact that you're introverted, um, you know, analytical type person, you need to seriously hit the hard reset on your, on frankly, what you've convinced yourself of or trying to convince yourself of, or unfortunately, in some cases, what others are trying to convince you of. Real estate agents have this almost um, it's it, amusing habit of all thinking they're anal- or all thinking they're drivers and expressive types using DISC stuff. But I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. Any self-administered uh, test is always considered um, 
basically useless. Nobody is ever, no scientific anybody is ever going to use a self-administered test as anything other than uh, just soft science at the very best. It's just sort of like filling out one of those surveys that are, you know, testing whether or not you like the color blue over the color red or something silly like that. And here's, there's been lots of studies done on self-administered tests. And I'll tell you, it's so, it's fascinating how people don't realize they're so easily influenced. And even when, you know, finishing a long form, like 300 question, you know, DISC types, uh, you know, test, whatever you want to call it. If you're the person administering the test and the maybe you were in a, an all-day seminar and the end of the seminar is taking the big test. Well, if the person running the test, uh, running the room was very, let's say, you know, keeping with the theme, analytical, introverted, Everyone else in the room is going to answer their questions when it comes time for them to take the test as if they themselves are more analytical uh, and introverted. And the same goes true with drivers. The same well, goes true with expressive. Sometimes even the question itself can be leading a certain direction. Well, that's the point is that it's leading and you don't know you're being led. And yeah. when you see these – and I, many, many times Julie and I have walked into real estate events where there's some big know-it-all DISC guru yes. up there who uh, is essentially crapping on anybody who's not uh, a driver or an expressive personality and telling the amiables and the analytical people that they're not cut out for sales. And I've heard that so often that it breaks my heart because, the fact, again, the fact is, is that your personality style – it's it's interesting. It's just you know pseudoscience, but it really has. It's just a tendency. It's, it's just, a little bit of a guide. Right. I, I've seen people walk out of seminars in tears. Yeah, me too. Men and women, because they were convinced that they're never going to be able to be successful in this business because they weren't over the top expressive or because they didn't express themselves in a direct enough fashion to be in sales. Right. And I, you know, I really believe that a lot of that. And there's DISC is the most obvious one because that's used the most in real estate. And there's versions of that. I really think that it's more damaging than good. I do too. Well, it's on more, both sides, but it's more damaging good. And if you and I are going to be really direct mm-hmm. and honest about this, because yep. the people administering the tests are amateurish hacks for yep. the most part, or they're people that are so uh, invested in DISC that they don't see the obvious flaws. Yeah, because they believe in it so hard. Right. They, they don't see the damage that it does. They have financial so. motivations not to see the damage that it yeah, does. Yeah, for sure. That's really the so, bottom line. So this is why you should get your Harris Rules book from Amazon, <laughs> because Appendix F, The Introvert's Guide to Being a Real Estate Rockstar. Upgrade how you feel about yourself. 15 points that will transform you. At least I hope so. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to jump into this. And as you said, this will be a multi-part uh, podcast. Okay, so the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star. Yes, I said that right. Introverts can be real estate rock stars. Here's the myth. You have to be a real people person to be successful in real estate. You've got to be gregarious, outgoing, and socially super comfortable to be great at this. Here's a fact. Some of the highest level top producers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts. Now, let's start with the introvert versus extrovert thing. If you're not sure if you're naturally an introvert or an extrovert, maybe you're not comfortable with those terms. Ask yourself what you'd do if you had no appointments this weekend and no worries in the world and plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice. Would you spend choose to spend that time with friends and family or would you choose to spend that time by yourself? What would your plans be? Would your plans include other people? If so, you're probably an extrovert. If not, you're most likely an introvert. Introverts need solitude to recharge their energy. And that's another way to look at it. When you're around a lot of people, and you know you're energized by that you're probably an extrovert if you are drained by that you are probably an introvert and i can use you and i as natural introverts as an example versus the kid 
Yo, all right, the kid, Zoe. I was just, yeah, totally. That's so oh funny, Joy. I was just thinking about last weekend. Like, we were celebrating mm-hmm. our birthdays. And uh, what did we do? Basically, we went on, we had uh, these, uh, what is it? What are those the bikes The Segway called? bikes. The Segway bikes, right. Uh, you know, we got each other Segway motorbikes, basically, or they're, what are they? Segway dirt bikes. Yeah. And X260. Uh, they're electric dirt bikes. Yeah, Google uh, Segway X260. You guys will see what we're talking about. So Julie and I, we got some of those, and we just basically spent time riding around, stopping occasionally, being an appreciation of where we live, talking with each other, all that sort of thing. That's yeah. what we did. And then as soon as we got back home, of course, our little incredible extrovert, all she wants to do is be around friends. She just wants to play. I know normally kids are like that, but Zoe is like that. It's such on, on such a scale that you just cannot possibly believe it. We take her someplace, and even if there's no kids that there that she knows within 10 minutes, she basically knows all of them. Or, or she'll make friends with adults. She'll make yeah. friends with kids that mostly speak Spanish. She'll make friends with strangers. It's insane. <laughs> you know, so she she actually peeks her head out our back door because there's, you know, kids that live around listening for fun. Yeah, that's what she that's says. That's what she says. I hear fun. Yeah, when she hears kids' voices, she goes... Okay, now, that's I, an extrovert. She goes, I hear fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she would. you could just turn her loose to play with kids all day and, you know, oh, totally. I got to teach her to follow her watch a little better. But yeah, so that's an, a very clear demonstration of an extrovert. Uh, some of our coaching clients who know Coach Rochelle, she is a natural extrovert for another example. Okay, now... Uh, there's been presidents throughout the years that are, represent all four of the mythical personality styles. So, you know, let go of your whole excuse-making apparatus that you won't be successful. And, well, let's just drill down on that for a second, okay? Most artists and most famous actors are actually absolutely introverts. Are you reading this? I've read your book. I've read the book before, it Because <laughs> would it surprise you to know that all of the following famous are successful people who are introverts? Yeah. Emma Watson, you know, the actress, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, David Letterman. So we threw in, you know, different eras and different people, men and women, different professions. Um, The wealthiest real estate professionals, or in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not actually introverted or extroverted. They have become versatile. They have become a combination of both because they've studied and updated themselves over time. And that's the ultimate jailbreak for all of you guys who think you're pigeonholed into basically living a life of solitude because you're an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. Is you have to move towards being versatile. And I'm going to use Julie as an example. Totally incomplete introvert, um, analytical, not somebody who, you know, just as she was just describing is just exactly how she is. Mm -hmm. Way more than me. Um, and she's taught herself over the years to be more – I mean, she, she sold real estate. She sold a lot of real estate. So she taught herself to be more versatile before we even knew what the word versatile meant. Yeah. And that's what the – and just remember that. So just because you have natural tendencies towards being an introvert or an extrovert doesn't mean that an extrovert necessarily has any more advantages over an introvert. That's just one of those big lies. As a matter of fact, a versatile introvert – Stay with me on these words here, guys. But a virtual introvert, a versatile introvert will absolutely kick a, a non-versatile extrovert's butt every time on twice on Sunday when it comes to selling anything. That's true. Because the versatile uh, introvert, somebody who's – and I'll, I'll use an example, for example. I'll use an example, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Heller, who used to be the CEO of Keller Williams, who was a friend of ours. Uh, we've coached some of the people on his real estate team in San Diego. Total introvert. But I've been up on stage with Chris before, Julie and I have, and in other environments where you would never guess in a billion years that he's an introvert because he's learned to be versatile and he can very much turn it on and be an, an extrovert. And when Chris is selling, he's an extrovert. He's not an introvert when he's selling. You know, He's very drilled down. 
going back to Julie's previous point. That's the reason a lot of the best actors are, you know, by nature introverts and they've learned to essentially project themselves professionally as extroverts. Yes, absolutely. But it is something I, I would say, I think that the natural introvert studies that more because it's more obvious that maybe you feel you need to work on that versus the natural extrovert that gets by most times on their personality. Yep. And that's why a very uh, well-studied, versatile introvert will clean their clock because they've actually put in that time to become versatile and they have not been able to be as assumptive with the business. Well, that's a really big point. And that is something definitely we've seen in coaching for sure. Yeah. Is that if you have somebody who's a natural extrovert, they'll have a tendency to be far less versatile again than the introvert who's learned to be versatile. Because the extrovert's going to have a, maybe a half step advantage in the race for real estate sales uh, because they are more of a people focused and they're more, you know, demonstrative and, you know, all, you know, extroverted. And so that, for in most cases, is going to help them have an advantage. But, but what then happens is, is they never develop versatility. So the extrovert will not necessarily take the time. The natural extrovert who essentially thinks just a little bit easier than it maybe should be in sales, they don't ever develop the versatility to say, for example, work with an amiable sort or with a, really work with an, uh, a, uh, an introverted uh, analytical sort. They actually get annoyed by them. Yeah, so they can only, and then they'll rationalize that, you know, I have to delegate those people because they're too slow. And so lack of versatility meets ego. And then they, what happens is they'll their life and business success will plateau because they refuse or at least they've never really acknowledged the fact that they indeed lack versatility. And so whatever natural advantage they had with their personality type uh, is goes out the door because they stop learning and evolving. Yeah, and they, they don't believe that you know, they're somebody who's a little bit more subtle can actually compete with them. And that's where they lose. Yeah. It's basically arrogance and ego. Yeah. You know, meets both. The, and then they discover TikTok. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. So listen, guys, remember, if you've not completed your 2021 business plan, I know it's March. First quarter is almost over. But it's not too late for you to finish your business plan. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021-855-685-1045. And when you do, not only are you going to get the real estate treasure map, you're also going to get Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, your 12-monthly generation guide. And wait for it, wait for it. You're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And we'll call we'll call you and get that scheduled. So these are all things that you should take immediate action on. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. That's right. So point number one. One, have confidence in the person you are. These are points to help the introvert become a real estate rock star. First is actually have confidence in who you actually are. I often say to coaching clients, be yourself first, be yourself selling real estate second, because some people get just stuck on this very point. Well, I've got to transform into this super direct salesperson or I suck, right? Be yourself first, assuming that you're a nice person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to affect you. So I'll let you guys sit on that point for a second. Um, number two, use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your material code. This is kind of a, um, I, I think of my introvert clients as, as wrapping themselves in a coat of armor when they have good scripts. Well, but let's talk about what you yeah. just said. Let's break mm -hmm. that down a little bit. Sure. Because nobody likes the word scripts 
especially if we're, you know, if someone's more on the extroverted side and they yeah. think somehow they have the gift of gab, which many of them do, mm-hmm. and they figure, well, whatever comes out of their mouth is like, you know, should be written down for the ages. It's so, you know, Naturally, all that. Yeah. Right. And so they don't really have, I mean, I'll have to say first year in real estate that mm-hmm. I relied on my personality probably because yep. I'm way more extroverted than you are, mm-hmm. though I'm still an introvert. You know, we're, you know. Just degrees of everything. Right. But that's, that definitely gave us an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I did run out of talent and I did need to learn how to be more versatile and I did need to learn more scripts and I remember experiencing that there would be situation after situation after situation this was like 25 years ago 23 years ago Mm -hmm. where I wouldn't know what to say because I didn't know how to answer questions and winging it wasn't going to get the job done so I had to start getting better Um, and the the word script sometimes repels people so what you want to do is if you want to you know play with the words all really a script is is a conversation outline that's all it is it's a suggested conversation Mm -hmm. outline but what it's designed to do, a good script is a series of questions that are designed to get you at the desired in- outcome. But what a lot of you will do is you'll skip the actual – so learning of scripts, it goes memorization, pers- it goes memorization, uh, internalization, then personalization. And what a lot of you will do is you'll skip the memorization and you'll skip the internalization, if that's a word, yep. and then you'll go right to the personalization. So you never actually know how to say the script correctly – and then you skip right to thinking that somehow just because your previous job was delivering pizzas or, you know, d- driving a cab or something, you think magically you have some sort of innate script writing ability. So then you start try- writing your own. You pop on a different Facebook groups and a bunch <laughs> of others. And you think you somehow magically can, can yeah. avoid the actual, you know, it doesn't make and sense. And then what happens? They say, oh, prospecting FISBOS doesn't work. Or they say scripts don't work scripts for me. Scripts don't work. Yeah, I, exactly. I can't be scripted. Well, in fact, you never don't. understood what the point of the script was. A great script delivered yeah. poorly won't work. That's exactly right. Okay. And a bad script delivered well won't work. Nope. So the point of a script, conversation outline, you have a little bit of rapport. You're trying to find motivation, time frame, and have good reasons to close. That's all there is to it. You don't have to over-engineer it. But you do have to understand what the point of it is. You can't just go straight to personalizing. So use scripts that don't sound like scripts. I'll give you an example. Um, The Ford script is actually a memory jogger. That's your best friend. It stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And I got to say, I I mean, especially since we haven't lived here this long, right? I use it all the time, meeting new people. I think you do too. Now, we're not sitting there going, oh my gosh, I got to use the Ford script. We just do it because we've done it so many times, right? But it's not like a, a, a script of like 12 different sentences or questions. It's just a memory jogger. So get good at that. That's a good place to start for anybody who's not scripted at all. So let's walk them through that because everyone says it, mm-hmm. but no one, ever, no one yep. ever explains it, right? You're a master of the Ford thing. And you had, and you are, it's so funny when you and I are, you know, walking around, especially again in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we run into yeah. new people constantly, especially where we live. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't recognize probably 50% of the, a year ago, I probably had a visual familiarity with probably at least 75% of the people when you and I would go, you know, yeah. and walking around. Because we mm-hmm. walk, you know, six miles a day, usually three days a week or two days a week. And we knew everybody. We go to the gym. We knew everybody. We just go different places. We knew everybody. But now there's so many new people here. I feel yeah. like the new the new person. We've I know. Here, I know. It's it crazy? Like we were somewhere the other night and we're like, do we know any of these people? We knew none of them. You know, so Zoe's a good emissary. She's a good icebreaker. She okay. goes out. So can I tell them a funny story? <laughs> it depends. Okay, so so we're going to get back to Ford in a second. Yeah. So Julie and I are sitting on the beach uh, last night. You're good with time. I get three minutes. Okay, you and I are sitting on the beach last night with Zoe. Zoe's mm-hmm. running around, playing around. You and I are fording people and getting to know new people. Yep. And then these three people drove by in this mini um, a Hummer 
golf cart that was covered with gold shiny wrap oh, with a name on the side. That's right. Then they parked like a ways away down the beach from us. And then they were sort of walking back the other way. There's two of them walking and there's one guy videotaping them. And I, I swear to you, listeners, they looked like animes. They looked like they cartoon did. characters. They really and, did. and so here where we live in Dorado, Puerto Rico, there is <laughs> we're awash with all these social influencer types that are moving in, mostly out of California. This is mostly a new phenomenon since the beginning of the year. Oh, totally. YouTubers and Instagrammers yeah. and all this. Logan Paul and all these others, you know, yeah. good, bad, and indifferent are all moving down here. A lot of them are actually very impressive uh, business people, truthfully. Yeah. And you know that because you use the Ford script on them. All right. I'll go up to I don't care who I'm going to. Yeah, I'll talk with anybody. But then I, but it was so funny when we saw them walk past us yesterday. Everybody on the beach, this big mob of people, probably 25 people that everyone was just getting to know each other. And then these three walk by and it's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, everyone had the same look on their face because they, they looked so out of place. Yeah. But I mean, that's the... With what and, they were driving, what they were wearing, how they were acting like across the board. I mean, they, they look like cartoons. They do. Yeah. But, you know, welcome to, you know... Dorado in uh, 2021. Yeah, exactly. I have a coaching call in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. I have to get to. Well, but. so let's talk about the Ford yes. real quick. Okay. So the thing with Ford is it's very simple, guys. It's just like Julie said. And this is like 1950s sales training here. But when you're trying to get to know someone, just start out by asking them questions about their family. You know, everyone's going to want to talk about their family. And generally speaking, if it's two ladies talking, they might not ever get off the topic of talking about the family. Yes, that's right. So that's a good icebreaker, right? You meet somebody new. There's, And I do teach this in Premiere. We really drill down in this a lot. So the homework is write down three questions for each of those letters, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, which spells Ford. So a family question, let's say you're talking, you're finally going to call your database. If you know their family, you can say, oh, how's Zoe doing? Right? That's easy. How has she been in virtual school? How's that been going on? It's just a conversation breaker. Okay, so if you don't know them, is your family from here? Where did you guys move from? Super easy, right? The beauty of this is that O stands for occupation. If you know what they did or do, okay, how is everything overworking for AEP or wherever they work, okay? If you don't know, as oftentimes we're in that situation, what is it that you guys do? It's so easy because, and then they'll ask you what you do, opening the door to talk about real estate. I'm going to toss it to you so I can call Jen. Yep, that's true. We'll go back to your, go have a great coaching call. So in the interim, guys, listen, we're going to drill down on this more tomorrow. This is one of those topics that all of you have directly and indirectly requested that we know at the end of the day will help everyone. Remember, maybe you are a bouncing off the walls extrovert and you're thinking this doesn't apply to you. It probably applies to somebody that you're working with, probably applies to your spouse, probably applies to one of your kids. So don't allow yourself or anybody you know or you care or you love to be pigeonholed into thinking that their life is limited based on some sort of arbitrary made up you know, personality test, because that really is kind of an evil outcome of a lot of this uh, over-categorization that people seem to love to do with each other. You know, I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but here I'll give you a bottom line. Anytime anyone's trying to give you a permanent label of any variety, go against it as much as you possibly can, because once you have that label, it's very hard to get that label off. So if you've allowed somebody at some real estate training event from some time in your distant past to label you as something that you saw as being less than advantageous for the sake of being successful, screw that person, screw that trainer, forget that event. It was fake. Your future and your uh, you know capacity is not predetermined by any sort of silly test. By the way, that goes for IQ tests too. It goes for all kinds of different testing because at the end of the day, and I'm not sure if this is true with all industries, but in real estate, 
What you have to do more than anything else is want to be of service to other people. If that becomes your strongest North Star ever, to be of service to other people, you don't need, unlike other industries, maybe an advanced education or a bunch of advanced degrees or, you know, all those types of things. You're going to, in in the real estate industry, you've already won. Chances are you're listening to us because you've got a real estate license. Well, guess what? That is the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Now it's up to you to actually cash that in and run with it. And so whatever your thinking ails you, it was probably a thought that was given to you or, you know, that you chose to accept that's not true. It's not valid. So if you think you have some sort of limiting, if you do have some sort of limiting belief about your personality, it's time to let it go. Because again, bottom line is, is if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, guess what? They're all introverts. And furthermore, you can be an extrovert and be successful, obviously. But really what you have to have is you have to have the mindset of service. In other words, your true North Star has to be that of someone who wants to help others. And once you accept that, that is your purpose in life, no matter what industry you're in, by the way, then it only becomes natural that you're going to want to have the skill set to back up that mindset. Hopefully this all makes sense to everyone. In the interim, if you guys want to talk to us about uh, joining our EXP family, we'd love to discuss with uh, uh, with you about Julie and I being your personal sponsors at EXP Realty. If that's something that you're interested in, is that if that's a path that you are on and ever, all of you should be on that, please feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meanwhile, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.